Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Isaiah chapter 5. I will sing for the one I love a song about his vineyard. My loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He dug it up and cleared it of stones and planted it with the choicest vines. He built a watchtower in it and cut out a winepress as well. Then he looked for a crop of good grapes, but it yielded only bad fruit. Now you dwellers in Jerusalem and people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more could have been done for my vineyard than I've done for it? When I looked for good grapes, why did it yield only bad? Now I will tell you what I'm going to do with my vineyard. I will take away its hedge, and it will be destroyed. I will break down its wall, and it will be trampled. I will make it a wasteland, neither pruned nor cultivated, and briars and thorns will grow there. I will command the clouds not to rain on it. The vineyard of the Lord Almighty is the nation of Israel, and the people of Judah are the vines he delighted in. And he looked for justice, but he saw bloodshed, for righteousness, but heard cries of distress. Woe to you who add house to house and join field to field until no space is left and you live alone in the land. The Lord Almighty has declared in my hearing, surely the great houses will become desolate, the fine mansions left without occupants. A ten-acre vineyard will produce only a bath of wine, a homer of seed will yield only an ephah of grain. Woe to those who rise early in the morning to run after their drinks, who stay up late at night until they are inflamed with wine. They have harps and lyres at their banquets, pipes and timbrels and wine, but they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord, no respect for the works of His hands. Therefore, my people will go into exile for lack of understanding. Those of high rank will die of hunger, and the common people will be parched with thirst. Therefore, death expands its jaws, opening wide its mouth. Into it will descend their nobles and masses, with all of their brawlers and revelers. So people will be brought low, and everyone humbled, the eyes of the arrogant humbled, But the Lord Almighty will be exalted by His justice, and the Holy God will be proved holy by His righteous acts. Then sheep will graze as in their own pasture. Lambs will feed among the ruins of the rich. Woe to those who draw sin along with cords of deceit and wickedness as with cart ropes. To those who say, let God hurry, let Him hasten His work so that we may see it. The plan of the Holy One of Israel, let it approach, let it come into view so that we may know it. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Woe to those who are heroes at drinking wine and champions at mixing drinks who acquit the guilty for a bribe, but deny justice to the innocent. 
Therefore, as tongues of fire lick up straw, and as dry grass sinks down in the flames, so their roots will decay, and their flowers will blow away like dust. For they have rejected the law of the Lord Almighty, and spurned the word of the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, the Lord's anger burns against his people. His hand is raised, and he strikes them down. The mountains shake, and the dead bodies are like refuge in the streets. Yet for all of this, his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. He lifts up a banner for the distant nations. He whistles for those at the ends of the earth. Here they come, swiftly and speedily. Not one of them grows tired or stumbles. Not one slumbers or sleeps. Not a belt is loosened at the waist. Not a sandal strap is broken. Their arrows are sharp. All of their bows are strung. Their horses' hooves seem like flint. Their chariot wheels like a whirlwind. Their roar is like that of the lion. They roar like young lions. They growl as they seize their prey and carry it off with no one to rescue. In that day, they will roar over it like the roaring of the sea. And if one looks at the land, there is only darkness and distress. Even the sun will be darkened by clouds. So friends, this is speaking, of course, of a time of judgment. But it begins with the song of the Lord. It begins with the song of the Lord about his vineyard. Verse 1, I'll sing for the one I love a song for his vineyard. And so the first few stanzas have to do with this vineyard of the Lord and uses that terminology. Verse 1, part B, my loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He dug it up and cleared it of stones and planted it with the choicest vines. He built a watchtower in it and cut out a wine press as well. Then he looked for a crop of good grapes, but it yielded only bad fruit. Now you dwellers in Jerusalem and people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more could have been done for my vineyard than what I have done? When I looked for good grapes, why did it yield only bad? Now I will tell you what I'm going to do to my vineyard. I will take away its hedge. It will be destroyed, and I will break down its walls, and it will be trampled. I will make it a wasteland, neither pruned nor cultivated. Thorns will grow there. I will command the clouds not to rain on it. And so then this vineyard that is, is so grieved uh, the Lord, or the beloved of the writer, in this case the writer's Isaiah, and the beloved one is the loved one who had the vineyard is the Lord. Next, we get the identity. Verse 7, the vineyard of the Lord Almighty is the nation of Israel, and the people of Judah are the vines he delights in. So the owner of the vineyard is the Lord, and the nation of Israel, the people of Judah, are the, the vines in the vineyard. Now, this analogy of Israel as the vineyard carries over to several of the parables of Jesus in the New Testament, where he talks about the Lord's vineyard. But here, we're being introduced for the second time. Isaiah mentioned the Lord's vineyard in Isaiah chapter 3, verse 14. So there was already a precedent set, if you will, to refer to Israel as the vineyard and the Lord as the owner of the vineyard. But the vineyard has not um, produced fruit. And so the owner of the vineyard 
uh, asked the question, what more could I have done for my vineyard than what I've done? In other words, the Lord is saying, how else could I have blessed Israel beyond the blessing I've already poured out? And yet they yielded bad fruit. And so he says he's going to make it a wasteland. He's going to command the clouds um, not to come and rain on, on the vineyard. And then there's a song of woes, a set of woes. This has been referred to as the song of woes, because over and over again, the term uh, woe is used within the text. So verse eight, he speaks of woe to those who have great houses and um, uh, the houses will be desolate and fine mansions will be left without occupants. He says in verse 11, woe to those who rise early in the morning to run after their drinks who stay up late at night, and they are inflamed with wine. Verse 14, Therefore death expands its jaws, opening wide its mouth. And so those who um, are guilty of these sins will descend into death. Verse 18, Woe to those who draw in sin along with cords of deceit, and wickedness as with cart ropes. So woe to um, uh, this group of, of willing sinners who bring it on to the land. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Sadly, that happens in our day as well. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. And then I especially love um, verse 22 and following. Woe to those who are heroes at drinking wine and champions at mixing drinks. Now think about that for a second. How many times have you heard or heard of people uh, bragging about how much they could drink? Listen to this. Woe to those who are heroes at drinking wine and champions at mixing drinks. And so that is not something to be proud of. Uh, Do the people of God have liberty to drink alcohol? Apparently, according to the scriptures, they do. But they are cautioned over and over again not to drink to excess. And so there is judgment prophesied here for those who are, quote unquote, heroes at drinking. They're braggarts about how much they can drink and how much they do drink. And so this song of judgment continues um, into a prophetic decree that there's a group that's coming uh, from a distant land that will be the, um, the vehicles of God's judgment. They're going to come like tongues of fire and lick up the land because the people have rejected the Lord and spurned the word of the Lord. Some believe this last section of Isaiah refers to the coming of Assyria. Some believe it refers to the coming of Babylon, perhaps both and perhaps other uh, distant individuals that would be ultimately used uh, to bring judgment on on, uh, Israel and the Jewish people like the Romans. We don't know specifically who the Uh, the soldiers that are coming are, but we do know this. The Lord is saying that Israel was his his vineyard, and the people of Israel are his vines, and they had not produced good fruit in keeping with the master or the owner of the vineyard's wishes. And so, sadly, the Lord was prophesying judgment over the nation of Israel. He identified the vineyard as Israel and the people as the people of Judah as the vines. And so this prophesied judgment sadly came many, many years before you and I were born. We're praying now that there would be no more judgment on Israel, but there would be a time of redemption. And so, Lord, not only Israel comes under your judgment for unrighteous behavior, but all nations come under your judgment for unrighteous behavior and sin. 
Lord, let our nation not be filled with those who consider themselves heroes at drinking wine and champions at mixing drinks. Let our nation, Lord, not be filled with those who ignore justice and righteousness and peace and joy in your kingdom and your kingdom's will. Lord, have mercy on us and forgive our sins. Bring us into a place of righteousness so that your judgment doesn't have to be poured out on our land. We pray, Lord, that you would be with us and for us and not against us. And we pray that our hearts would be towards you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.